Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship guide. No, yeah, your relationship (laughs) coach, your guide on the side. Happy April Fool's Day. This is going to be a great show today. In fact, today, our own Jesse the Ventura Little John Ooh, Field this went to is, a new level. Yeah, is going to, um, she's going to reveal a big secret. What is it, Matt? Somebody's Are you reveal it for expecting me? something. <laughs> something small that grows into something big. Mm-hmm. You want to tell him? No, not yet. Okay, so if Jess's, Jesse's mom and dad are, if Jessica's mom and dad are holding on, just be listening. Something is expected. Oh, um, just to help with the revealing, Dallin's coming on at the end of the show, yes. my husband. <laughs> is this so exciting? <laughs> so, anyway. But we don't want to give it away at the beginning. <laughs> no. That hey, would um, be fun. We got a great show today. Today we're talking about basically the 20 questions you should ask before you get married. And then at the end of the show, we're going to find out if Jess and Dallin, if they ask these questions. Yeah. And now it doesn't matter. <laughs> and what because, happens if you don't? Because <laughs> they're asking, the, they have a big, ex, they're expecting thing. That makes it sound like <clears throat> we're expecting something well, yeah, more, yeah. Than, <laughs> more than. No, but you're going to announce what you're expecting. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, so here's just a tease. So on the show, a lot of times we like to, they write a tease and then I read the tease usually before the show starts or at the at the one hour break. So this is the yes, tease. Matt usually doesn't read it before he I, goes I on there. I usually don't read it, but I, I actually read it once. Usually. Matt, we were, we were kind to you that we, we delayed the show starting so you would have a chance to actually read it <laughs> before you went on air. We were like, are you going to read so through glad. your material? This is, uh, who wrote this, James? Yeah, I threw it together in like three minutes. James doesn't usually write for the show. Hey, hey, three minutes. I only threw it But together. it sounds really good. So this, okay. is, this is the tease. And um, maybe we should have done this show because it sounds really good. Uh, so coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, do you try and try to forget that girl, but it's just so hard to do? Every time she does that thing, she does. <laughs> Once upon a time, were you falling in love? Now you're falling apart? Well, there's something you can do. Have a total eclipse of the heart. Two great songs, I must say. Two, boom, boom. <laughs> On today's show, we're talking L-O-V-E, love, L-O-V-E, and how to love, love, so you can love your love with more love. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Right after we listen to a few minutes of potentially depressing news. <laughs> that was really good, James. James, maybe you need to write more. Yeah, I, I think I should, I should really look into that. We're going to get like sued for stealing a bunch of songs lyrics well, yeah <laughs> he's but, gonna be like oops i did it again <laughs> every time she does that thing she does yeah it's from the song that i wrote that's called that thing she does mm. that and then she, and that's when she does the thing yeah she does and she doing, does it great doing she that does thing well. she does yeah yeah brings on love and hey, how exactly. we love love yep. and love our love hey happy uh happy uh april fool's day happy april fool's day um, interesting correlation. Don't know if it's correlation, but uh, President Obama announced the Affordable Care Act hit 7.1 million people today. Yeah. That, that it registered. Yeah, up. no, I saw that. But it, I don't know if I were the president, <laughs> I would ever do anything on April Fool's And he addressed people today. Yeah. 
It's just interesting. I mean, because you know that's just going to be the joke. Oh, yeah. I just did it. But that's just going to be the joke. Like, oh, hmm, weird, weird timing. Just kidding. We didn't succeed. (laughs) We weren't even close. (laughs) It's just interesting that, you know, of all days you choose. Like, you don't, you know, you don't go to war on April Fool's Day. right? (laughs) You wait one more day. Yeah. Key to success here. Don't make any big announcements on April Fool's Day. Except Jess is going to make one with Dallin at the end of the show. Mom, dad, grandma, Aunt Lucy. If you're going to announce something, go big or go home. Our wonderful, incredible, little, cute, Jesse, 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 Jew. <laughs> Jesse has got a big announcement for the end of the show. You know, and actually, I think Huge that's, announcement. That's a power of <laughs> April Fool's, though, is that yeah. if something goes over poorly, you can just say April Fool's. April Fool's, right. So if, if you make your announcement and there's not really good reaction, just be like, April Fool's, haha. Uh-huh. Yeah, just kidding. Well, you can't really take this back. This one you can't take back. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, too. so am I. What's, what's I'm happening? dying Me too. To know. <laughs> it's uh, it's exciting. Um, anyway, so uh, news, news in the news. So, right. you know, what's the big deal? What what could you have come up with? Dating news, love news. Um. Yeah. Okay. So this oh. is. Um, some things that came out today, I wasn't sure if they were real. Selena Gomez is wearing a red band, or not a red, a gold band. Selena Gomez. Yeah. And so people are like, "Mm, Justin Bieber, are they married? Did they elope? No. Are they engaged? No. Engaged. Come on. They could be engaged. They're not. They're not. They could easily be engaged. Matt. No. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer. (laughs) And as a believer. You don't know your beef. News. How would I know Belieber if I didn't know Bieber? That's true. Okay, I can't. I'm a Belieber, and there's good. no way on earth they're getting married. Uh, she might go to his parole hearing. <laughs> that is, that's true. That's he has definite. been in jail. They they probably saw each other, knew they were so in love because they hadn't seen each other Absence in so long. Absence makes and the heart got, grow fonder. And right. then got engaged right after. They may have eloped. James met his girlfriend in jail, so... <laughs> It was pretty magical, let's be honest. It oh, yeah. didn't last very long. No. Well, you saw her yeah. looking through that glass. That was neat. Yeah. Romantic. Um, any other news? Yeah. Um, so news. everybody is, if you haven't seen this, you're missing out. Everybody is talking about the finale of How I Met Your Mother, which- My mother. Everybody- You met my mother. Was disappointed. No. That's oh. a TV show. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. And You so, didn't know? You no, don't know this? Okay. Don't know this. So it's all about how- he meets, he's like telling his kids a story about how he met his mother. And it's been like seven seasons, like a lot really? of seasons. And he's never gotten to the story. They finally got the finale last night. Wait. And everybody was super disappointed. Are you going to spoil anything? How did he meet, I, no. I, how did he meet his mother? I mean, his mother, I think, I think he met at birth, right? No. Oh, how he met his wife. Yeah. Oh, did I mother. say? No, wait. How I met your mother. My mother. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> I can't keep up with you. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. So so that, that was, is, is it over? Everybody's is it a season about, finale? It was last night. I did, don't know did you who's cry? seen it. You haven't seen it. Well, I don't know who has, so I can't say what happened. But it was kind of like, what? Well, I don't even watch the show, so you could tell me. Merritt's saying I can't tell anybody. Apparently, because there's people listening. Except she spills the beans all the time on the Olympics. I know she did. So I feel like I should be I able to say how I met you. Merritt would always tell me who won and stuff. So this I... is my this is my Olympics. <laughs> hey, when you got married, Jess, did you? Um, you've only been married what two months? Yeah, two and a half. And you already have a big announcement. That's weird. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but I... you've got a big announcement. We've got to wrap up because we've got a short first right. block today. But here's the deal. Um, did you did you sit down with Dallin 
And and did you, did you go through questions? Well, it was natural. We didn't say, okay, let's get the list out. Well, but, but you know what? Maybe you didn't ask the right questions. Yeah. I mean, and now all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I should have asked the right questions. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, that's for our guest today. Okay. Dr. Russell Gates we'll is going to be joining us. He's going to teach <laughs> so, us. There's certain questions these. you should be asking. But now that you're already asking and you have a big announcement to make and you're married, maybe it's too late. Maybe there's another 20 questions we should ask before you make this announcement. I don't know. You this work on the announcement. Can't oh. wait. <laughs> Whoa. I'm dying to know what it is because I have no clue what it is. In fact, you know I just, a little bit. No, you know I don't. that there's an announcement. There is an announcement. I know that. But you have not let me in to the inner circle. That was Apparently that was just you and Dallin and your doctor. No, it's not that kind of announcement, is it? We'll find out. Oh, my heavens. You don't even know. Um, okay, we're taking a break. We'll be right back with Dr. Russell Gade when we get back. 20 questions you should ask before you get married. Grab your kids. Grab anybody you know that's in the dating stage, and uh, let's start learning the questions. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today, great topic for you, great subject. We are covering for anybody out there in dating land, anybody who's about to get married, anybody who has children that will be getting married this summer, this fall, this spring, there are some questions you really are going to want to get into. And uh, 20 questions is what is what we're going to talk about. We have an awesome guest joining us. For me, really, as a kind of a marriage relationship coach, one of the things I found, um, everybody can fall in love. Like James here, he falls in love at the drop of a hat. Don't you, James? Not at all. Oh, well, but I mean, I guess it could, it's possible. Maybe. Well, you fall in love. Like every time you come here, you've got a new love. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> and the sad thing is, is with um, you know, with the with the no contact orders that the courts have implemented, you're not allowed to talk to these people anymore. Well, that's why it's the the blessing and the curse at the same time. Yeah, because like, you're in love, but you can't get close enough I to can't maybe sing one do of your anything. songs. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, legally, I can't. Yeah. And so um, maybe that's not love. I've never thought of that. Maybe it's infatuation. Huh. Maybe it's just, um, you know, scary awkwardness. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be anything, James. And so we brought in no, the expert. No, it's not that. No, it's real well, love. Well, the courts actually call it stalking. <laughs> I call it love. So you say <laughs> potato, I say potato. <laughs> you say love, I say stalking. Ah, technicality. Um so we brought in the pro today. We have um, Dr. Russell Gade is joining us. He holds a master's degree in mental health counseling, a post-master's certificate in marriage and family therapy, and a doctorate in clinical psychology. 15 years experience working in the mental health field. He's a recognized speaker, educator, program developer, author, and thought promoter. He also has received various awards such as the Utah Mental Health Counselor Association Professional of the Year Award, and he served on um, as the governor-appointed chair of the Utah Clinical Mental Health Counselor Licensure Board for the Department of Occupational and Professional Licensing. Awesome stuff. He co-owns and is the executive director of Life Enhancement Center, an outpatient mental health clinic, and is the author of a book 
playing 20 questions with your fiance, Dr. Russell Gade. Thanks for being here. Great to be here. How you doing? Good. Are you, uh, I mean, the 20 questions thing is a fun game anyway. That's what my wife asked. She says, are you, are you going to do the 20 questions? Are you playing 20 questions? Well, that's really how it came about. The, the title of the book actually came about over lunch. Oh, just And I had a series of questions I wanted to ask in the book idea, and I was having lunch with, with a friend of mine, and yeah. he said, jokingly, hey, playing 20 questions. 20 questions. Went, That's it. That's exactly it. And so we went with it, and now it's going to be a whole series of books. I love it because it's, you know, when we put two businesses together, for example, if we're going to go merge two companies, we do a lot of due diligence. We send in accountants. We send in all these people to make sure we're asking the right questions. It's just weird that in our marriages, we we don't. We Sometimes we just kind of go with it. Right. And with businesses, you can walk away. Yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah. Lawsuit. Or if it doesn't work, you walk away. Oh, well. Yeah. Close the doors. But in marriage, you're not only affecting your life, but yeah. your children's lives and your siblings' lives even. And it's just massive the, the number oh, yeah. of people that marriages affect one question about it because um i've kind of found that anybody that's dating and is kind of in that yearning chemical phase yes they a they get that look that james always has on his face <laughs> i was watching that, him yeah, a moment ago uh-huh <laughs> it's all right it's all right by the way it's april fools today so everything i say about james is not true um except for that no. so um one of the things though is I found that I don't really believe anything anyone says when they're in love, when they're first in their first couple ex- years of exciting love. You know what I mean? They're kind of like dopey. Do you know what I mean? Not to be rude. They are, and, and I, I totally agree with that. And so my book is more of a workbook. Yeah. To kind of talk through it and yeah. work through it and think through it. Right. And after each chapter, there's a place for him to write his yeah. answer, her to write her answers, and then a page for them to write together. That's cool. And so it's kind of doing it on your own and then coming together. I, I love that because, you know, someone will say, oh, I want, I want 12 kids. I don't know who would say that. But oh, if they course, did, so but do then I. The other one, I do too. I love oh. kids. Oh, my heavens. Right. Then you have so, one kid and then it's like, I don't want any kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it changes the game. Yes. But I love the idea that it's an activity, too, that it's really to facilitate a discussion, right? Yes. And, and what's different about this book, there, there's playing 100 questions, 1,001 questions. Yeah. Name a guy who'll sit down and answer 100 questions. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you're being interrogated. Well, yeah, maybe. But uh, this is marriage. This is different. Right. And so what I do is the there's a question and then a the paragraph behind, for each question, and the paragraph's only seven, eight, ten pages long. Yeah. So it's short enough for the guy to stay interested yeah. and long enough for the, the female to say, okay. Let's get into this. I, I, I understand what, I'm you know, getting, getting the my data. needs met. Yes. Now, because you're a counselor and then you do marriage and family counseling. You yes. do it all. What, um, is that, is that what made you become interested in this subject? Because it also seems like some of these questions, whether they were asked or not, they could even be asked after you're married. They could be asked... Definitely. Anytime. Definitely. But a different perspective yeah, of the right. question. That's why my next book coming out in the next couple months is playing 20 questions with your spouse, keeping the that's flame great. alive. Oh, that's great. And that, that's a whole other show. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do that there, one, there's too. There's so much that we don't talk about, uh-huh. even throughout marriage. Yeah. And so, you know, I start with the basics, communication, because we think we communicate. Oh, yeah. And we, we think that we're in love and... Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Yeah. And, 
piece of heaven. Yes. And it's never that way. Yes. I mean, and, it could be for a while. And after the, the, the first couple months, you go, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know you had that bad yeah. habit. Wow. I don't like that habit. You shake a lot when you sleep. <laughs> you snore. <laughs> you, your arms flail about. It's true. Well, it's funny that that actually happened in my marriage. Did after it? I got married, my wife, I, I had bad knees. I had double knee surgery back. Oh, when I was 18. Oh, no. Ever since, I can pop my knees. Oh, no. My wife never knew that. You saved that little secret for the honeymoon. I didn't even realize that she didn't <laughs> know because it's just a natural it's thing life. I do. Yeah. yeah. And she's laying there in bed. It's like, what'd you just do? I said, what? You, you popped your knees? That's so disgusting. <laughs> Get my, used to it. Yeah. Now my kids tell me it's disgusting. But <laughs> yeah. But little things like that. Right. I mean, that, that's not going to destroy our marriage. No. But there's little things I've learned over doing counseling with couples. Yeah. I've had couples, and what really prompted my book is after six, 12 months, I've had several couples in my office ready for divorce. Oh, man. And I'm like, wait a minute. You haven't even gotten through the honeymoon phase. I know. Yeah, give it a couple of years, for heaven's sake. Right. And the stuff that, well, I didn't know, and I didn't know, it's like, sure. Here. Let me write a book, book <laughs> and then I, we can deal with it. Well, if you think about it, it's um, how many people, when they're driving a car, you go read a manual, and then you learn some of the rules, and then you go take a test, and then we let you drive a really dangerous vehicle that could kill people. Yep. With marriage, it's usually like, so do you love her? Sure. Uh-huh. Sure I do. Yeah. Do you love her forever? Oh, yes. She's yours. What's love? Got it's interesting, it. isn't it? And we do, and then we don't have a book. We don't have questions. Talk about um, because isn't it true? If I recall, uh, most divorces take place in the first year. And a then, lot of and yeah. then and then then about what three years in, seven years in. There are so many statistics yeah. out there. You know, I hear the seven year. I've heard the twenty year yeah. because all the kids are gone. Yeah. Now who are you? Yeah. Right. But yeah, the, the first couple years are hard. Yeah, because not only you used to be able to just be on your own, go hang out with friends, go mm-hmm. do what you want, and now there's somebody else that you need to coordinate with. Well, and there's a in fact. Let's get into some of the questions because it seems like, are you going to hang out with those crazy friends of yours the rest of your life? Is it, I mean, that seems like an obvious question. What are you going to do with your friends? I mean, you can't leave them alone right now. Are you ever going to get rid of those guys? Yeah. Well, some couples have girls night out, guys night yeah. out. Other couples don't. And what kind of argument does that? I want to go hang out with my friends. Well, I thought I was your friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so just simple stuff like that, that we don't think about asking. Yeah. I think these are great. So let's, let's get into a few. Again, we're talking with Dr. Russell Gade, the author of the book, Playing 20 Questions with Your Fiance. And um, what, what are some, what are some of the questions that you, uh... well, the first one is how is your communication? That's huge. That's a big question. It is. Everyone always asks me, what do you think the number one reason for divorce is? And I look up and say communication. Yeah. Well, I thought it was money or I thought it was sexual compatibility, intimacy. It's like, no, it's how you talk about those things. Communication, huge. It it is. You know, and some people say, never go to bed angry. Talk it out. Work it out. And I'm like, come on. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. I had a couple in my office that they started talking, if we can say that, <laughs> at by 11 p.m. At 3 a.m., they called in oh. one of the parents to come over 
to mediate. Because we're not going to bed till we fix this. That's right. And uh, then they go to bed at 4 a.m. Guess what? They still have to get up at 6 a.m. Yeah, no. Oh, that makes for a happy marriage. No, you'd never sleep. Sometimes sleep gets rid of issues. It does. It does. You know, sometimes you have to just think, is it really worth it? Is it because I'm tired that this is such a big right, issue? Right, What is it? And I find that there are, and there's been lots of other books and theories about this based on these principles, but there's f- four... Um, Four problems with communication styles. Yeah. And these are things that that we tend to do when we get upset. There's escalation. Oh, yeah. Which is the... Bring can, it on. Come it, on. Push, push, push. Could be verbal. Could yeah. be just... Getting in your face. Nudging. Yeah. 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 And, and then blowing up from there. Oh, yeah. Then there's your invalidation. Oh, yeah. So the person not feeling validated. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Yes. Dear. Oh, you think that's bad? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that well, that's another way of escalation, too, yeah. one-upping each yeah. other. You think my your day was bad. Let me tell you about my day. Right. Why do you think that was bad? Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need to vent mm-hmm. and share, and it's okay. But see, it's interesting, like, as you go through these, most of, you know, if I look at a 25-year-old couple, mm-hmm. you know, unless you've dated a long time, I have people that say, we've never fought. We never, ever Ever, ever. That's okay. Ever have conflict. But, you know, sometimes I say that's okay. In the other breath, I say that's not true. You're a liar. Because we think of conflict as, you know, yelling and screaming and in your face. But really, every couple has conflict. Oh, sure. First couple dates, you're going to, where do you want to go to dinner, dear? Right. Well, I was hoping to go over here. Well, right there, that's a small conflict. But even there, how do you resolve it? Well, the and the research even shows the healthiest couples have conflict. You're yes. supposed to have conflict. Right. That's what makes you healthy. Right. It's kind of like you're supposed to go to the bathroom. That's what makes you healthy. <laughs> I mean, I never go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. At some point, you got to get you got to get rid of the Waste, Stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you got to get it. If you don't get rid of it, then you're going to get sick. So we're going to keep going through the book. Again, we're talking with Dr. Russell Gade, the uh, author of the book, Plain 20 Questions with Your Fiance. Great read uh, for anybody getting married, but anybody that's just out there in listener land, these might be some great questions that you should ask yourself. How's your communication with your spouse, uh, your significant other? How's that going? Do you guys uh, tend to do pretty well? Do you tend to fight, flight? What do you do? We're taking a break. We'll be back. More with Dr. Russell Gade uh, right after this break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side, doing what we can on the program to help you find a good life, to help you go figure out, you know, is this the person I really want to marry? And then, uh, unlike James here, you let you let your love and the questions and the answers do the talking, James, not the judge, not the parole hearing. You with me? Yeah, that that makes sense. 
I mean, are you getting are you getting what Dr. Russ is teaching? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to internalize it because, because love it's easier than you make it. It doesn't have to involve police cars. It doesn't have to involve handcuffs and a taser. It doesn't need to involve an attorney. No. Going to court. No. But sometimes you just have to ask what's love got to do with it. Well, I'm sure he's asked that because he always <laughs> throws in a song line. Yeah. <laughs> always throws in a song line. We are joined by Dr. Russell Gady and Dr. Russ, they call him, holds a master's degree in mental health counseling Postmaster's Certificate in Marriage and Family Therapy and a doctorate in clinical psychology. He's the author of the book, Playing 20 Questions with Your Fiancé, which you can get on Amazon.com, right? Or you can also go to his website. Um, he has a website, and the website is Russ, DrRussSpeaks.com, DrRussSpeaks.com. 20 questions we should be asking. He also um, has an organization that he is the executive director of called Life Enhancement Center, with offices all over uh, Utah, but he, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's a positive psychologist, and also has spent a lot of time with couples struggling in their own marriages. So he puts together a book, twenty questions, and again, the questions are really, I guess, designed to get them talking. Yes, and then I mean, jumping off points, yeah, and figuring out, okay, hmm, yeah, and there there are short chapters, yeah. so you can on the way to. Your date, dinner, whatever, one person can read over dinner. You can talk about it. Yeah. You can you know, write your own answers and come back and, and talk about it together. And have you ever heard that when the couples are going through the questions, I mean, do, do any of them, you called it a jumping off point, do any of them like literally jump off like, I'm out of here? <laughs> you are crazy. Well, I point that out. You know, the, the questions aren't to break up. No. It, it's to really solidify. It's to strengthen, so you yeah. Don't break up. Yeah. And which seems smart. Hello. Right. <laughs> right. So um, one of the questions, the very first question in the book is, how is your communication? You were describing that there are just different styles. We all kind of bring kind of different conflict styles or, or communication styles, escalation, potential, invalidation. Po- right. Potential problems yeah. in communication. What are the other two? Well, there's, like we said, escalation, invalidation. Then there's negative interpretation. Oh, yeah. Where you think the most negative thing. Right. Um Honey, I really don't want to go see your parents tonight. Oh, you guys don't like my parents. Well, you're right. No, I, yeah, you're right. (laughs) But I've been sick. I don't feel good. Ask questions. We need to seek to understand what's really really being said instead of just jumping to the most negative uh, you can think of. And you can see if your needs aren't being met in a relationship, negativity is going to be easy. Right. It's going to be your default, really. Right. But how do you ever... How do you have a long-term relationship with somebody that's constantly negatively interpreted? You'll never get it's ahead. Hard. It's hard. You could walk on water, and they'd just be mad that there's water everywhere. Right. The water's, the water? water's too deep, or the water's yeah. not deep enough. Yeah. And it's cold. <laughs> yes. The water you're walking on is cold. Yep. You're missing the point. Yes. Um, so what was the fourth one? Withdrawal and avoidance. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you can we, – we think of running and hiding, mm-hmm. but you've been in those conversations where yeah. you just look at the person and go – you're not here, are you? Yeah. You've just withdrawn. You're checked uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. Yes, dear. Uh-huh. Yeah. They've withdrawn. And then they avoid. Yeah. You know, some of the things to to withdraw and avoid can be okay. Right. If you do it right. It's like, I need a five-minute break. Mm-hmm. 
I will be back in five minutes. But in five minutes, you better be back. You better be back. And, you know, willing to talk or at least bring it up again. Right. Because a lot of times people will take a break. They withdraw from each other. Oh, we need a break. And then they never come back and bring it up again. Until the next argument. Well, and what that does is so if if you're married to an escalator person that's going to escalate the fight, if you never solve it, you're just going to keep adding more and more tension. So they're going to ratchet it up. And then the withdrawer is going to ratchet it up. Yep. And, and then you end up in different and, locations. And the cops show up. Yeah. Right, James? Yeah. Hi- hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> James, we keep bringing James in because it's April Fool's Day. Thank you. I appreciate this discussion of my uh, legal issues. Your hypothetical legal issues. A hypothetical April Fool's Day legal issues. There you go. Uh, except for you were served today. Ah, April Fools. Ah. <laughs> Man, you had me. I almost had you right there. So um, th- that pattern's a huge one. And now what are some more questions? Like what are the questions that – like one question I, – I, question number three I love. What do you bring into your marriage? Huge That's, question. It, it is. And it's kind of a funny one because it's pretty broad. Yeah. But sometimes we don't think what you bring into a marriage. You may bring in two beds. Yeah. And, and a bucket. <laughs> and a bucket. I got a bucket and two beds. Yeah. Right. You, but you each may bring in a bed. Yeah. And so you have two beds in the marriage. Yeah. What are you going to do with them? Yeah. You know, you may be thinking, oh, mine's a better bed. And mm-hmm. They may be thinking, oh, mine's a better Mine bed. Mine has a headboard. That's right. Oh, yeah. well, mine has a footboard. Yeah. You know, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. And so it's kind of funny to, to, to think about what you bring in. Also, with that, what will you bring into your marriage? Financial debt? Huge. Student loans. That's right. Yeah. Are you bringing education? Yep. A job. Yeah. Unemployment. Ability check. to earn. You know? What are you bringing? <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. Or even like, are you bringing, um, and I don't know if this gets into it or if there will be another question, but how many times have I seen a couple, you know, seven, eight, ten years into it that are finding out that one of the parties has anxiety, depression, right. or one of the parties has an anger issue? Yeah. Or one of the, you know, so all of a sudden we never get into that stuff. Except in my book. Do you have any addictions or obsessions? Beautiful. Those you know, are what, great do, questions. Do any diff- what, what difficulties do you have? Yeah. Because we all have them. Yeah. And if you say, oh, I don't have anything. Well, my difficulty is loving you too much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Go see a therapist. <laughs> Thank you, James, for that one. I use that all the time. I know. It seems I could to tell. Work. You, you, <laughs> that's so cheesy. Uh, my problem is I can't get over you and your beauty. Um, that's a uh, but that it's interesting. I bring in depression. I bring in anxiety. There's so many things that are going to impact. Right. Illness, right. sickness. Exactly. Fear, past abuse. Di- exactly. Different baggage because mm-hmm. we all have it. Yeah. And how are you going to deal with it in marriage? Yeah. You know, I I had a client who was bringing in some serious, serious baggage and told her husband, hey, I'm bringing this in. And he knew up front yeah. that it was going to be a struggle. Yeah. But he knew. And they were able to you know, start working it out. That's beautiful. And, and because well, they talked but, about it. But so many times it's like, I bring in, you know, my family's a little strange and we were raised a little different. And then whatever. Yeah. I love you. Yes. And so, so part of this too, maybe is be real, like open up. Don't just let think love will conquer all like seriously think through what you're seeing. How many times have you seen somebody like one of your friends say, Oh, don't marry him. Yes. (laughs) It won't work. It won't. And you're like, Hey, 
Shut it. Yeah. You be nice. That's right. But be be real, huh? Yeah, be real. You know what? what that brings up another question, expectations. What expectations do you have for the marriage? Oh, that's great. And one example that I use is even if you're the same religion, yeah. you can be worlds apart. Oh, yeah. If he comes from a home where mom always called for family prayer and mm-hmm. scripture study, and she came from a home that dad did that, yeah. you get married and you're expecting the other person to do it. Yeah. After three months, why aren't you doing your job? Yeah. It's not my job. Good it's your man. job. Good women do the, yeah. Yeah. And, and so talk about that beforehand. What do you expect? That's such a big question. Are there certain expectations that you, ex- things that you expect me to do? Yeah. For instance, I don't watch anything but G-rated movies. Mm-hmm. I expect you to do the same. Yeah. Well, better talk about that beforehand. Are R-rated movies okay? I mean, I've had couples that, and it blew my mind, they came in and they said, our problem is pornography. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So one of you is watching pornography and the other doesn't like it. And the and the woman said, no, 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 no. Um, we're totally fine watching pornography. I just don't like him to watch it without me. Right. I've had the and same. And I thought... Holy cow. I've never had that answer. Like all of a sudden that's an expectation. Yep. And that's a big expectation. Do, do you expect to pay tithing to your church? Right. And is your tithing 1% or is it 10%? Like what is the expectation? Cause if not, we're going to fight about religion. Right. If not, we're going to fight about money. We're yeah. going to fight about a lot of stuff. So there's lots of expectations that we don't think about. Yeah. Just daily life. What is your daily routine? Yeah. My wife is a morning person. Ah, oh, so is mine. She gets up at 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, does she, does she open the blinds? No. See, mine opens the blinds and then starts making the bed while I'm in the bed. <laughs> My wife's wonderful about that. She, she? Uh, sneaks out, goes downstairs and starts doing her thing. And yeah. I sleep till 6.15. Oh, you're lucky. <laughs> Actually, we all sleep till 6.15 at our house. But see, for me, I grew, when I got married, I was a night person. Yeah. Let me go to bed at 1, 2 a.m. Right. I'll be up by 8 or 9. You're fine. Yeah, it's great. But to her, half the day's gone. I know. You've <laughs> wasted your life away. We're talking with Dr. Russell Gady, um, for, who's the author of the book, Playing 20 Questions with Your Fiancé. And we're going through some of the questions um, just to learn. And again, you can get the book on Amazon.com or you can go to his his website, DrRussSpeaks.com, DrRussSpeaks.com. We'll be back. More tools, more questions, and more of the 20 questions we should be asking. Be thinking, though, have you gone through these questions with your spouse? And even if you've been married a few years, you know what? It's never too late to start. We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, we're talking about the 20 questions you should ask uh, before you get married. And uh, who better to talk to about that subject than Dr. Russell Gady? He is the author of the book, Playing 20 Questions with Your Fiancé, which you can find on Amazon.com. Or go to his website, DrRussSpeaks.com. DrRussSpeaks.com. He's a marriage and family therapist, uh, has a Ph.D. in clinical psychology, a doctorate of psychology. 
He also has 15-plus years' work experience in the mental health field. In fact, his very sitting here, he has healed in a very profound way our own James. Uh, our, our own James has been struggling in his own dating life, his own dating scene. And uh, you know what? We've almost got you back on track, don't we, James? Yeah, I think I had an epiphany. Did you? Yeah. You want to share it? Oh, well... No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's another neat thing that James is becoming much more honest. That's good. He uh, used to be a pleaser, so he used to just jump right in and he'd tell us everything. But now he's starting to filter, yeah. I think is the word that the therapist uses. And, uh, that's a good word. It's a very good word, and it's changing his life. Fabulous. Right, James? I'm a changed man. He's a changed man. And, by the way, uh, he's um, up for parole Yes. In a couple months. Yeah. If, if any of you ladies out there are interested, just yeah. give us a call. one eight five five chat byu Please call. <laughs> Please call now. Um, 1-800. Again, that's just, we're just playing a little April Fool's right there. No, James but, is the most perfect, delicate, wonderful human being on earth. But you can really call. So you, but no, but for real, call. That, that's, that's, that's for real. Seriously, one eight five five chat byu Call. <laughs> James is standing by. Look at the, look We're at taking the, your calls now. Look at the foam board light up. Whoa, yeah. it's lighting up. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sit back, pal. So uh, Dr. Russell Gady is joining us. Um, the book, again, Playing 20 Questions with Your Fiancé. I uh, love the chapters, okay? Again, I do a lot of work with couples in teaching them communication, conflict resolution. But one of the things that I find, I can give a list of all of the problems, like yep. there's this there's really very few new problems it seems like right right there's just iterations I've enca- versions encapsulated them all in this yeah. book <laughs> and really every chapter is a new problem like I I love the chap or question six uh, it's not I guess it is a chapter how will you share household responsibilities that is such a great like what I, I was talking to a have to have to be you know. Can't say names here. Yeah. Let's just say James. Yeah. I was talking to somebody who recently got married Uh and their father-in-law expects, I'm thirsty. Get me a beverage. That's right. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. How does that work? And and this person said, uh, that would not fly in my house. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Someone would get hurt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) But you know My house too. But that's an expectation, isn't it? It is. and, And so- do you expect well a lot of things who's going to be working are yeah. you both going to be working if you're both working how are you going to divide household responsibilities because you know when when people are dating guys do a lot more housework and then when they get married their housework distribution drops and they don't do as much what's interesting about wild. that if you really think about that if i'm if i'm dating and i go over and help my fiance with her house stuff yeah well, I'm still leaving in a couple of hours. It just seems that yeah, I'm doing more. That's true. Because I still leave and go hang out with my buddies yeah. and, before I go home, right? Well, but two cohabitating people, uh, they, they'll still do, the guy will still do more. And apparently until the roles are created where one's a husband and one's a wife. Right. So one of the things they're finding is maybe the role delineation. So that's why you got to talk about this. Right. What is the role of a husband? What is the role of the wife? Can the wife take out the garbage? Or is that just a man job? And can the man make the dinner? And who mows the lawn? And what happens when we have a baby? Who changes the diapers? Who changes the diapers? Or who then stays home? And who? Do- I mean, it's a it's a d- totally different world. So chapter children, six is a great well, one. Children, there's a whole chapter on that one. Children, how many are we going to have? My wife wanted six. 
I wanted four. We had six. Well, say no more. (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Yeah. Well, with children, if who's going to get up in the middle of the night and feed the baby, change the diapers? Oh, yeah. Or is it that the man gets up and brings it to the wife? Yeah. Or, you know, what have you. Different roles and different things work for different people. Yeah. We, um, because you can't have them in your bed with you. You roll on them, squish them, which is always bad. Uh, Generally speaking, yeah. yes. You can't just say, go get the baby. It's a, there's a lot of weird pressure. And if you could just talk about some of this, I guarantee you'd be better. It doesn't mean you're also going to know, right? So until right. you've had a baby and you see the impact a baby really has. Because yes. right now when you're dating or whatever, it's just cute. Like the concept of a baby is so cute. Oh, darling. Oh, it's so little gifts from heaven. But life changes and so then, drastically yeah. because before children, my wife and I could, hey, let's go down the store and get something. Sure. And yeah. we're gone. Now we have, now you have a baby. Hey, dear, let's go to the store. Okay. Yeah. Let me get the baby ready. 20 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Still you get it ready. That's right. Yeah. 20, that was, tw- mine was 20 years ago. And today's even different because now it's like, no, you need to wash your hands with this yeah. antibacterial thing. <laughs> Back then, see, James doesn't even remember these days. James, there was a day we didn't care about children. <laughs> and you, we didn't even put them in seat belts. We just would put them in a little chair, and they just scoot and slide back and forth in the back seat. That's how I was raised. Yeah, and I, I remember that um, that people would put their hands in dirt before they held me as a child. I oh, remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why you, that's why you no longer have any infections. Uh, another one's a, a big one is intimacy. Yes, because then again, I mean, some because some couples, um, some couples have already jumped right all over into the intimacy phase of their life and they're having sex, but some aren't, and they're going into the relationship never having been intimate, never having had sex. Well, that that's an interesting point that that you brought up a minute ago that sometimes we don't know. Yeah, and some of these questions, I got a little bit of kickback from people. Sure. Well, how do I know what my sex drive is? Yeah. You know. You know. You're a human. You, you don't have to have sex yeah. to know what your drive That's is. That's exactly right. It's like, oh, yeah, huh. Well, and more importantly, what you said earlier is what's your expectation? Yes. Because if you expect a certain thing... That's usually where the pain is, yes. is expecting it and never getting it. Yep. There's Talk the pain. about it. Yeah. But if you notice, the chapter before that is on affection. Yeah. Affection and intimacy... Totally different. ...are totally different. Yeah. And... Even there's different levels of intimacy. Yeah. Sex is only one small yeah. portion of intimacy. Right. And we need to, to think about that and realize that. Every time I, I cuddle up with you in bed doesn't mean I want to have sex. That's right. And intimacy may be something you're even – intimacy could be just that emotional closeness. Yes. And you may it may be foreign to you. You yep. may not have ever known an intimate, close – emotionally connected relationship going through these questions it can be a very intimate moment yeah. going through these questions and and it's and, vulnerable i think it, oh, don't you think you got to be huge. vulnerable enough to say you know huge. what i have a i have a problem with this one and so the question is do you love me enough to be vulnerable and there you go and if you do that there's there's one of the beginnings of intimacy right yes now we're vulnerable now we're risking yes that's huge and so understanding that that difference between affection and intimacy is huge as well. I love it. I can't. In fact, I want to go read it right now. But my fiance, I've been married <laughs> to 24 years. 
You got to get your other book out. Got to get your other book out. I'm working on it. I'm a little little bit behind schedule on it, but yes, playing 20 questions with your spouse, keeping the flame alive. And then one more is extended family. Yes. What role are the in-laws going to play? How open should we be about our life? Not only that, do you expect to go over to to dinner every week? Mm -hmm. No, twice a week. Oh, twice a week. Yes. (laughs) Is your mom a good cook? (laughs) Or is your dad a good cook? Yeah, right. You know? It's a big deal, isn't it? It is. As you as you've kind of worked with couples and gone through this and seen how this has impacted them, what what are the biggest learnings you're seeing? That's all about communication. It always is, isn't it? You know that, that a lot of people don't realize it's not the issue of sex, time, money. Yeah, it's how you talk about those things and how you work the, through those things. Yeah. And so once they figure out that, oh wow, I really can talk about this. I can be vulnerable. We, we figure out that, wow, life is better as a married couple. Do you think you ought to, I mean, it sounds crazy. I have people all the time saying, well, yeah, we don't want to get married until like we've really dated each other a long enough time to know. And the, I sit there and I wonder, okay. hundred years? Yeah. When, when is that? Is it, do we need to fight in order to do this? Do we need to have been intimate or sexual? And I don't think you have to have fought per se, but you have to be real. You have to just know what you what you want. Yeah. And you have to know what you don't know as well. Yeah. I dated my wife. I probably shouldn't say this on air, but wow. I dated my wife for about 22 days Dr. before we Russ. got engaged. Dr. Russ. What was the rush? Maybe you should be Dr. Rush. <laughs> no, there's a funny story behind that, <laughs> too. Uh, but how many days? 20, About two days? 20, 20, Well, till you knew, 27. okay, I love her. I want to be with her. Yes. We, we'd spent every single day together. Uh-huh. We had gone through some emotional things as far as I lost my grandmother during that time. Mm. She went to the funeral with me. It, it, it just worked out. Yeah, I, I don't recommend always, yeah. but I also don't discourage. Yeah. If you know, you know. Well, and again, you've probably seen a million couples that have said, you know, what we're going to do is we're just going to know by, by, you know, dating each other long enough. Because you also have this really interesting window of time, which is really high chemicals, really kind of <laughs> low clarity. Yes. And it doesn't last forever, does it? No, so you, it it's, I would use that to get as far and deep in the relationship as you can. Yes. Especially if you already have asked some of these questions. Well, I appreciate yep. you. Dr. Russ, again, everybody go find the book on Amazon.com, Playing 20 Questions with Your Fiance. Uh, Dr. Russell Gates, his name, uh, Doctorate of Psychology, and uh, or go to his website, DrRussSpeaks.com, and check it out. Good stuff. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Everybody out there in listener land, be thinking, asking the questions. And uh, in a little while, he'll have another book for you about your marriage, the questions you should ask in your marriage. We're going to take a break. You know, let the news come in. It's the top of the hour. We're one hour into the Matt Townsend Show, giving you the tools, the solutions, a leg up in this crazy thing we call life. We'll be right back on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon. 
afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your guide, your coach, your friend today, your uh, dating expert. Is that what we're going to do? Your shyness expert as we get into this a little bit uh, right here with our own Merit Meekham. Merit um, has, she says she's shy, but here's the deal. She's not. I'm not. You, I have seen you in many a situation. You have seen me in I a lot of situations. I have seen you grab somebody by the throat, metaphorically, <laughs> and wrestle them to the ground. I Yes. I've seen uh, you come in as an intern, not even paid, an unpaid intern, mm-hmm. and you took over a meeting. D- yeah. I've yeah, seen it. I did that. I don't see you as shy, but <laughs> apparently you've got some ideas to help those people that are shy, like James. Yes. Well, James. James yeah. is well, our topic today. You know what? We today. were talking about this just a few minutes yeah. ago during the break. And, you know, the truth is I really am shy. I, I always have been ever really? since I was tiny. Yeah, it's just something about me. And um, it can be very concerning for a person who's shy, especially kids. No, I really totally. love to communicate with people. I love to be around people. I find people interesting some of the times. Yeah. And <laughs> on occasion, they are interesting. <laughs> on occasion when I'm not, you know, sitting <laughs> in. Um, and... Uh, I'm also extremely introverted, so when you mix the two together, yes. that can see. You know, I'm cause an introvert too. So yeah. is, is an introvert the same as shy? No, absolutely not. Okay, explain. Um, it, introvert extrovert has a lot to do with just kind of where where you get your energy. Where do yeah. you you know? And um, McDonald's. I, by the I way, I get super tired when I'm around people for a very long amount of time. So usually, come the end of the day after I've interacted with people all through classes and everything, and I can be completely pleasant. You want to be alone whole time. I want to be alone. That's when it's sweatpants and homework and and cooking. Yeah, that too. Make myself nice dinner. Enjoy uh, the quiet. Not make cookies. I'd like some cookies, Girl Scout cookies, and a diet Coca Cola beverage. And I would like to watch Netflix. And I would yeah, like, that sounds good to me. Yeah. And I'd like every other human to leave the room. <laughs> no. So, so shyness and introversion and extroversion aren't different. exactly the same thing. So, and shyness necess- isn't necessarily um, complete social phobia either. Yeah, no. Um, it's, it's definitely a milder trait than that. I mean, yeah. I'm not really scared of people. I just... Yeah, you, you're not like you don't get all jittery. No, and you don't it, run it, to it's the corner. kind of an interesting sensation, actually, because um, I I kind of forget that I'm shy because I interact with people that I'm already used to yeah. all the time, and then well, I maybe you're not new, shy. And I'm like, maybe it's time wow. to just give it up, give up that title, and just say I'm just a little reserved. That's true. I I could just be one of the most reserved people. No, I mean James is shy. You're just reserved. Full fledged shy. <laughs> In fact, people can't see it right now, but he's shaking. He's be, shaking yeah. in his boots. Ah, April Fools. I'm just kidding. <laughs> man, again. No, it's like the fifth time, man. Wow. I've been April Foolsing uh, you all day. Dang. Anyway, keep going. Oh, um, so I meet somebody new, let's say, and um, it's it's kind of this weird sensation, like I said, where I just feel like I can't talk. Um, my mind kind of goes blank. Mm-hmm. And I just Are you sleepy wanna, at this time? Because I get hide sleepy. hide away, you know? Just like kind of float to the background. And then what do you do? Stop then do you, ju- do you just kind of float to the back um, of the, the group of people and just observe? I've seen you become an observer. Yes, I definitely observe. It's kind of like, you know, you test the waters. Uh-huh. You kind of see what are people talking about? How are they interacting with yeah. each other? And the more I observe, the more I can feel comfortable. It's like, you know what? They were talking about this. Um, they were talking about a movie. I can jump into that conversation. That's cool. You know? Do you ever judge it, though? Or do you, I mean, like... Because I would kind of get back there and start wondering, am I crazy? Why don't I do – and I might get mad you know, at myself. Yeah, definitely. It happens 
all of the time where I'll just get frustrated with myself. Why can't I just jump in like those other people? But, you know, it's definitely not something that um, I need to be doing that to myself. It's not yeah. if any shy people out there, don't beat yourself up about it. Sure. I mean, it's it's kind of just it's who you are. It's a trait that you have. And um, there are definitely skills that you need to learn so that you can okay. cope with it and kind of interact with people better. But I'd also throw out that if you are a non-shy person interacting with a shy person, please just don't judge. Yeah. Don't. Like, don't. don't what's your deal? Yeah. I, I, I hear a lot um, from people that I'm friends with now. They're like, the first time that I met you, I thought you were very stuck up. That's I get that one a lot. Really? Which is very interesting because I'm, I'm really not that no, much of a stuck not, up person. Not stuck I don't up. think. You know who's stuck um, up? James. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Just kidding. April, April Fools. Fools. That's number six. <laughs> James is not stuck yeah, up. Um, stuck up, um, mean, like I was judging them. That's uh-huh. another one. Um, stupid. Uh, it's just really interesting. Just because you're quiet. Things, just because I'm quiet. And so. That's sad. Yeah. To all those people out there who may not be shy, if somebody's being quiet, just kind of let them be quiet yeah. or start a conversation with them. Yeah. You know, say like, hey, what do you do? Get them talking about something that they like to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, really, when people do that to me and when they come up to me and it chooses themselves and kind of break they that. Like in the you. first, I love that because yeah. then that gives me I, you know, I've jumped that first hoop and they helped me th- there. We, so We all judge each other, don't we? Like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because the shy person looks at the one that doesn't seem shy in the group. And they're like, oh, man, I wish that person would shut his caker. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then the other person that. is like, why aren't they talking? They must not. They're like so stuck up. They're, they're loud mouth. Yeah. They're stuck up. Okay. Yeah. That's just James and I, by the way. I don't know. Well, but here's the thing. So shyness, like I said, there's not really a problem with it, but it does kind of inhibit a lot of things yeah. that you need to be going on. And most crucially, those important conversations that you need to have with people. Um before before marriage, before dating, before, you know, friendship, all of those things, it can be a lot harder to bring those things up when you're a really shy person. Yeah, um, and so I've been doing some research on this because I find shyness a very interesting trait in general. You're just you're but, investigating um, yourself. Yeah, I guess so. Huh? It's therapeutic. Um, so it's super interesting. There are a lot of really good tips that I had for how to just not not. Just start a conversation. Okay, this is good. And we can even go back farther. I mean, for a shy person, it might even be hard to start the first date conversation, to start the first flirtation conversation. I agree. And so I have those tips ready for you. Okay, James, listen. Because James, no, for real, listen. These are the (laughs) tips for a shy person to start the conversation. There we go. No, I am very okay. – I'm for reals listening. Okay, you listen. No, I, this, I need these. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, I needed them too. Okay. It's no, super but, interesting. Well, but his is court ordered. So go ahead. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You were not court ordered. April Fool's. April Fool's. Uh, seven. seven, zero. Yeah. So um, w- first of all, this is one that I really like. Um, warm up. <laughs> which I think is really funny. But you can always go start like a super short conversation with somebody or you can try to get pumped, talk to somebody you already know before. Yeah. So you're already in a talking mood. Yeah, so you're kind of already yeah. in so the group. So just kind of in, in the first time you like are in a group of people, just mm-hmm. kind of go and introduce yourself to a person, have a really short conversation and then say something like, well, I'm going to go get a drink. I'll, you know, yeah. Warm I'll up. talk to you later or something. Just a really short conversation. Yeah. You don't have to dive into anything too soon. Just kind of warm up, get prepped to then run around, you know, get and ready, starting conversations. <laughs> Um, another That's one good. is to stay informed. Keep up to date Read. on what's happening in the world yeah. and not even just what's happening in the world. What happened on TV last night? Yeah. What American Idol? You know, what, especially if um, you're in a kind of 
And depending on what situation you're in, for example, if I was going to a film person party, I would I, I want to know what's going on yeah. in the film world. What's yeah. what has happened? What deals have been made recently? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's it topic, makes you interesting. Yeah, then definitely. It gives, then you don't have to worry about what to talk about because you can talk about anything. Yeah. And you can say, um, you know, you can just start that. Have you heard about yeah. this? You know, yeah. um, another one is to have a roadmap. Know kind of what how to start. And where you're going. Yeah. So start with, the con- you know, you start with introductions. Then you um, explore for common ground. So you ask what people do, what they like. And then once you find something that you both like, then you ask them more questions about yeah. it. Um, Don't you think that's the key, though? Getting into another person? When yeah, you're asking definitely. them questions, they'll talk to you all day. Um, I always I love the tip to be interested more than interesting. You I don't like need that. to be interesting. You just <laughs> need to be interested in a person. Yeah. Because really, a person's not looking <laughs> to really talk to a person that's super interesting. I don't know that right. like at a party you're yeah. super excited to do that. Never. But if somebody's interested in you, yeah. it feels really great. So that helps a lot. I don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, another thing is to maintain eye contact until you start feeling confident. So yeah. that can be a hard thing at first, but the more you do it, and if you're just kind of direct about it, then you're automatically building rapport with But not like the awkward eye contact, James. Not the one where they're no, not like... The, not the stare. Yeah, look away every once in a while, blink. The stalker yeah. stare is, yeah. is a That's bad it. call. You've got it right there. In fact, we got to take a picture of the stalker stare. Really, though? That's a good one. Yeah. I am going to take that and post that on Facebook. My stalker stare? Uh-huh. Oh, great. What not to do. Okay. That's Here's good. another interesting one that I found very, um, very insightful. And it's just create kind of an alter ego. Imagine yourself when yes. you are feeling your most confident, your most funny, your most, you know, sparkling, I guess. And just kind of say, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to act like that person. Because you might not be feeling yeah. like that person right now. But just keep that kind of alter ego in mind of when that. you're feeling really great and just... Hop into those shoes. Be an actress. Fake it till you make yeah. it. You know, you can. Well, you've done it before with your other friends. Like, you've done it with your girlfriends. You, so yeah. you could take that persona you are with your girlfriends and just, and just think of that image yeah, and go Turn it, it into whatever it. you're doing now. Um, I also then, think you ought to click your fingers a lot and, like, point. Like, point. Like, shoot <laughs> that guns. That might shoot guns. be bam, bam, bam. detrimental. <laughs> That's how I used to do it. Yeah. Ah, that just kidding. Don't do that, you yeah. guys. And then, lastly, hmm. just have some really good questions in mind. Just have have in your pocket what yeah. are some really good questions and i have a few that i really like yeah, um real. first what certifications do you like how insightful that's a great to a person question. you know because there's some people i'm the kind of person who my vacation consists of going to every single museum in a city and yes. that's really exciting to me i just want to go 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 all how about the time. this one where do you live <laughs> that would be a little more creepy okay good see james yeah, see? don't do that one remember um, that was in the affidavit yes yeah, so you can talk you can talk about places you've been to and people get really excited when they talk about travel totally I, you know what are your hobby, yeah, hobbies do. what do you like to do yeah um another really good one is do you like your job mm. i find that interesting because usually you need again it really insightful that's something yeah, people can easily talk about something and they'll you can jump right into talk it. about yeah um is there anything you don't eat or is there any food that you really like to eat or are there experiences yeah. you had with, you know, like at a certain restaurant? Is there a restaurant you like That's to go good. to? Again, finding common ground. What about this one? Place this is another one James uses. Does this look swollen? And then yeah. he shows him like a mole or whatever. Not good. Okay, good, James. See, are you learning? I am. I we're, am we're doing this for you, pal. You know, and I, I might add one myself, though, that- Hold it. Okay, no. Are you sure? No, definitely. This <laughs> okay. is from personal experience. Okay, this is for real. Yeah. Um, limit the sarcasm. I am a very sarcastic person, and I found that when I interact with people that I don't know, that scares me. Yeah, it can be really that's, detrimental. 
that's where the cops get called. Yeah, I, I say like, hey, I might, I, you know, I say I'm going to do something that's not very great, you know, like stab I might follow you home. Yeah, exactly. Huh? I, I'm going to watch you sleep, and then <laughs> they don't know I'm joking, and yeah, that's then great. the cops are called. Mara, can you do some extra work with him off the, off the, try, off the yeah. record? And just, you know, one parting thought. You are only 50% responsible for any interaction you have with the person. So don't go blaming yourself That's if huge. it fails. Because, yeah. again, you're only responsible for 50%. So you're only 50% responsible if an interaction doesn't go well. I love that. So, yeah. And they'll give you stuff. I mean, they're so... They're always giving you information. You can always take something that's going on right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, what are you drinking? What's this? I mean, you can take something that's already right there, right? Exactly. The data's there. Say anything. Start from there, and it'll get a lot easier the more you do it. Love it. Merit, well done. Thank you. I also suggest uh, we might want to lose the title of um, Shy. Because you're not shy. You're just, I'm not shy. I'm just you're very quiet. You're just, careful. You're careful. I'm careful. In certain social, you're reserved in certain social situations. And then others, you're outrageous and out of control. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that. Outrageous. James, however, still is awkward. Extremely well, shy and awkward. Just kidding, Matt. <laughs> oh, oh. April Fools. And Matt, you're eight, nine, <laughs> zero. You know what? I haven't done any April Fools today except with you. I thank you for that. I love this. We've got to have this on the show more. Yeah. April totally. Fools. We'll do it every 365 <laughs> <Just> day. <laughs> no, let's let's work it in more. Let's have one let's have an April Fools, but let's have a May Fools, <laughs> June Fools. Okay. Good work. We're taking a break. When we come back, guess who's going to be here? Meg Conley. Meg in progress. She's still in progress, by the way. Meg in progress is going to be joining us. She's going to teach us how to have a hard conversation. And who better to do it than Meg? We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Joining us, Meg Louise Conley. That is not my middle name. You're lying. Okay. <laughs> April Fools. April. <laughs> that was my April Fools. That's it. Oh, I, we don't got... be- I don't believe in April Fools. Like, I don't believe it exists. Have you not I met an today... April Fool? I, I pretend that today is not a day. Oh, whoa. It's It's March 32nd. <laughs> are you kidding? I, you have got prank, to get the, in. The pranks are ridiculous. This isn't pranks. This is life. This is life. Life is a prank, Meg. <laughs> What's your middle name, Meg? Elaine. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's so pretty. Is that your mom's name? No, it was my grandma's middle name. Yeah, you, better, you better write that down. I'm writing you it need, down. You need to know. I'm writing it down. That's interesting. You won't believe this. That's totally James' middle name. <laughs> James's I, middle name, I actually, James Elaine Conley. I actually, I actually believe that. That's very nice. Your last name's also Conley. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Just kidding. April Fool's. April, April Fool's. Fool's. That's number nine. Oh, I've man. done nine April Fool's on him. He is on oh, a roll wow. today. Wow. Yep. Okay, I do have to say, like, you know how, like, the big corporations do April Fool's? There they was do. one that I oh, liked. Yeah. Chick-fil-A put, oh, yeah. put out this image of, like, um, multicolored lollipops that, like, taste like their sauces. Because, you know, like, the Chick-fil-A sauce is yeah. so good. Is it? And so, like, wouldn't you eat it as a lollipop? And I was like, maybe. Maybe I would. You've actually, you actually said yes, so but they were like, just kidding. I get that this is a joke, yeah. but where do I buy it? That's yeah. kind of how I felt about it. I mean, I could see, like, a bacon one. M&M's had, like, bacon-flavored M&M's as their April Fool's Ooh. joke. But bacon and chocolate, I love bacon, but they don't. 
They don't, I love bacon. They don't mix bacon and chocolate. You don't unfortunately. think so? Mm-mm. Bacon goes with everything. Generally, yeah, generally. Mm-hmm. But the, have not. you ever had a chocolate bacon bar? Every day. <laughs> Every day of my life. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> a chocolate <Matt>. bacon bar. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> a little uh, air coming out. Hey, Meg. How's yeah. Zuzu? She's she's doing so good. How's Viola? She's so great. Dressing How's, up as Elsa every day still. As Elsa, really? Yeah, yeah. She's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds cute. No, it does sound totally cute. Well, here's cute. the thing. She usually pretends to be the bad guy in the movies that we watch. Yeah. Like Little Mermaid, she pretends to be Ursula. Yes. You know? And yes. So, I was, so Elsa- She likes the dark arts. Yes. So Elsa is a complicated figure who ends up being Good. Quite fabulous. Yes. So I'm, I'm glad that she's embraced. Well, that isn't character. that great? So she can go a little to the dark side, sure. but stay and embrace sure. and let it go. She likes the complexities of life. Yes. And so, and so I'm, I'm glad that that's worked out for her. Hey, speaking of complexities, um, your blog. Yes. Uh, when are you going to be done with your progress? Never. In fact, I might be retreating backwards at times. You're so, sliding. So we're, Why don't you call it Meg in backslide? Yeah, that, that would be that would be about right. No, we're always in progress forever, for eternity. It's a killer we blog. Never, we never stop. Thank you. Honestly, uh, we are hooked at the Townsend home. It's uh, shut up. There's You're certain so articles on yours that <laughs> we've read five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Really, it's mm-hmm. taken that long to convince uh-huh. people that those articles are. <laughs> they are. You'll once you start, you'll never stop. Um, it really is good stuff. But here's the bigger thing today. You're going to help us with yes. a big problem. Yes. That uh, you know, having the tough conversations. Right. There's certain things, and you're good at. You're really good at bringing up tough topics. Sure. But do you and Riley communicate through them? Because that seems harder. I mean, yes, it might be easier right? to write a blog sure. to a million people. It's like how the cobbler's kids never have shoes, right? It's yes. easy to like. It's sad. To, yeah, right. It's sad. Well, um, actually, the blog's been great for me because as I sat down and thought, how would one approach this? It's taught me how to approach it in a way that works for me in my own That's life. Good. And and readers and people who have um, gone to the places where I've spoke, spoken on these topics have said that a lot of times these approaches help them too, which is super fabulous. I know that earlier in the program you were talking about what you should talk about before you get married, yeah. right? And yep. that's so great. Um, but there are probably a lot of people listening who are thinking, well, I've been married for 15 years. We quit talking years ago. We, yeah. What's talking? Yeah. We just yell and um, or watch TV. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and I know that I have friends who, you know, we've had – you know, those those intimate conversations over dinner where they've said, I wish I had done this, this and this, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And now I don't know what to do. We have 10 years of of habits yes. behind us. Now so you're how trapped. Do we, how do we change that? So those conversations that you should have had before you got married, you should still be having all throughout your marriage. And there there is a way that you can approach them, even if it's they're topics that you've never broached before yeah. because they're. They're, you know, you're worried about hurting someone or they're deeply personal. I mean, it's very odd that you can share a bed with someone, but um, have a difficult time telling them what's going on inside of you. But that's absolutely true. So so there are ways you can go about addressing that. It seems like like you brought up if if we haven't done this ever. Right. 
then you might think that I've been on board with all of your crud. Exactly. And now I can't take it anymore. And then then often the partner, if that is what's going on, the partner is absolutely blindsided. Like what? What are you talking about? He's totally changed. (laughs) Everyone's changed. But you just didn't really. And that's okay. So that can be scary, but it can also be a fresh start. Uh And so you have to kind of change your perspective a little bit. And I think the other thing you have to do, and this, I'm always speaking from the perspective of women, right? Well, but I you think, better. I think that this is true for men, too. Um, you have to decide that you deserve to have the conversation in the first place. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. You deserve it. As, because as a woman, I think that we invalidate our own feelings. Yes. We decide that what we want isn't necessary or what we want for our spouse um, isn't important. And so I think you have to sit before you do anything. You have to sit down and have the conversation with yourself. This is what's important to me. I get to talk about it because I matter, and if I do it in a loving, respectful way, my spouse needs to listen and yes. communicate with me because he and I matter together. And then we'll kiss. You should always kiss. I agree. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, BYU Radio, fill in the blank. <laughs> fill in the blank right there. That's a, um, we've never dot, dot, dotted. Wow. That's oh, a great. Oh, like I've, I, you've never used that terminology. No, not on the air. No. There you go. We think it in our head, like oh, dot 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 dot. But right. <laughs> you just said it out loud. That is, um, that is actually very good advice because, uh, but, okay. Oh, we're gonna have to take a break before. Come on, Matt. We're gonna take a break and come back. But here's what I want you to answer. Does and because we'll come back to that. I promise. Does okay. Riley read your blog? Am I answering this right now? Yeah. Absolutely. No, yes. For, I mean, for real. For real, he reads it every day. But see, because to me. I'd rather if we were married, man. Yes, I would rather that you're not got shivers of well, did you? dread. <laughs> I, well, actually, I just saw your gag reflex kick in. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm just kidding, Matt. We'll get you a bucket. Somebody get a bucket. Um, no. So uh, if we were married, if we were married, yes. Oh, if we were married, um, I would maybe rather that you just write it in your blog. Then have the conversation. <laughs> and then I'll read it, and then I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And then I might respond to okay. your blog, hey, ditto. Okay, well, well, you should be able to communicate with each other, but there are various ways to communicate. Th- that's the deal. And so that's great. It doesn't have to go from your mouth to my ear. <laughs> right. It doesn't. Well, my grandparents, they he had a job that took him away a lot of the time, so they wrote letters. And um, we still have boxes and boxes of these letters, and they addressed... Some very serious things in their letters. Yeah. And I think that that was a great That's way for beautiful. them to work through some some stuff. I like that. Because to me, as a, as a hearer, I call myself a hearer. I'm right. one. I feel loved through my ears. Right. I don't want my ears to constantly be filled with how bad I am. You know what, though? I think that that, see, again, like where we need to change our perception. Because that is not what the conversation should ever it shouldn't. be about. It but should a lot be about what we're building is, together. Well, right. And that's where you need to yeah. change the way that you're having yes. a conversation. Yes. Okay, which we can talk about. We're going to come back and talk about one. that. Yes. Okay. We're going to take a break. More with Meg in eternalprogress.com. <laughs> And um, I'm going to change my I'm going to change the name. Okay, yeah. Eternal progress. Eternal progress. <laughs> Never ending eternal progress. And maybe when we come back, uh, some dot dot dot. Right. Well, yeah, we could as far as whatever that is, because sure, that sure. could be anything. Dot, right. dot, it dot. could be anything. It just could be more of the dot. <laughs> We're taking a break. This is the Matt Townsend show back more here with Meg Conley, the queen right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody. That was the laser right there. The laser. <laughs> James just saw somebody with a laser. Welcome to the program, folks. Today we're talking communications, kind of before and after marriage. Uh, for the after marriage part, we've brought in Meg, Meg Conley. Is that funny? That was funny because for funny. the after marriage, <laughs> yeah. it's like the after, for the post-mortem. Yeah, we it kind of sounded in, like afterbirth to yeah, me, it sounded which is bad. one of the yeah. grosser parts of life. So. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the cutie patootie part. <laughs> no. But you, Meg, has a website, by the way, Meg in Progress, uh, soon to be relabeled, rebranded Meg in Eternal Progress. He's lying, but that would be good. That's April Fool's. That's another April ah. Fool's. Um, and Meg, with her cute husband, Riley. Yes. Have learned the art of battle. <laughs> well, sometimes it is a battle, right? It is. And you have to approach it the right the way. The art of communication. Okay, so. How do you and Riley do it? Because, for example, let's just say you guys were going to buy a house. Sure. Okay? Sure. And one of you wanted to buy an old fixer-upper kind of beater house oh, that wow. has asbestos this and lead poisoning. very realistic. And let's say another, the other wanted to just buy a nice, clean, you know, mini, mini mansion. Right. That's all that Riley wants. Without trees or asbestos. Right. Okay. No trees ever. How would you solve that? Okay. So I think that you first have to hear each other out, right? And you have to decide like, so it's like we just talked about in the last segment. You ha- I deserve to be heard and I d- and you also deserve to listen. Yes. And right? we both deserve are- to be heard and listen. Right. So that's yeah. important. Okay. So, yeah. so so what is it about what is it about the old house that appeals to me? Yeah, tell me what, about what, what you it, like about the old asbestos. What is it about the new house, house that appeals to yeah. him, right? Yeah. And so, so this is kind of a silly hypothetical, but actually, if you take the two different kinds of houses, it could be anything. The two life paths that you want to take, the two ways that you want yeah. to raise your kids, right? And so I think that you sit down and say, like for me, the old house, the big trees, it makes yeah. me feel comfort, yeah. you know, comforted. I like how the floor plans are cozy. And he would say, well, the new house... I know we're not going to get cancer from asbestos, right. which is a solid well, argument. But here's what's weird. you Neither of you want cancer from asbestos. Right, right. <laughs> so what's so weird not, about that is I'm we don't not, need to fight about I'm that. I'm not arguing for that. Right. So so I think, I think in marriage what you always need to do is find where your two hopes, your two dreams come together. Yes. And sometimes that's really, really difficult, right? right? Like uh, Riley, for example, um, I've we've been best friends since we were 12. I know. Okay? Weird. It's weird. So weird. But cute. And, but cute. And um, and until until he got home from we're LDS, so until he got home from his mission, his dream was to be a sports agent. And he's, really, he's got the chops for that, yeah. right? Like he's a smart guy. He's together. He's got this crazy head for numbers. Um, a sports agent would have to live um, generally in New York, maybe LA. Yeah. Um, they would work, you know, eighty hours a week. Sure. And um, and there would have been uh, a lot of sacrifices on our part. Yeah. Okay. So so um, what he what he wanted <laughs> didn't necessarily align with what um, I wanted, and it actually didn't really didn't align with what we found we wanted together. And so what, we were what did able you want? we were able to navigate that. What did you want? Uh, just a time with the man that I married, oh, okay. which we wouldn't have gotten. Right? Yeah, that's, if he was, and so um, unless you were a pro athlete, sure, right? <laughs> I mean, he would have made time for you. Yeah, no okay. shot that that was ever going to occur. <laughs> so, so that's a conversation that actually has been ongoing for us. Not about him being a sports agent. That's something that we kind of ditched early on. But, but how um, his aspirations um, can fit into the life that we want, and also how we can make the life that we want fit into his aspirations. That's and, cool. And by following, you know, having that open conversation, we've been able to. Um, 
to to find this middle ground that so far is working, right? Yeah. And so and so I think and it's like we talked about in the last segment. There's lots of things um you know, whether it's about like intimacy, um finances, there are some things that are especially difficult sure. to talk about in yeah. marriage, okay? Cuz we're so vulnerable around them. Right. And so I think what we often do is we sit down and we accuse yeah. instead of sitting down and saying Let's help each other. And um, and I think, I think, you know, going back to the conversation about the two houses, how can we help each other get what we want and what the other wants? And by doing that, you're going to find a middle ground. And, sure. And I think, I think that you can approach most things that way. Or you could just browbeat them. Right. Well, see, here's the problem. That's another technique, right? We use all you're, these techniques. You're silent. And so you're both silent. One spouse doesn't know that there's a problem. The other spouse has this growing resentment. And then when they finally yeah. explode. Yeah. You didn't even ask me about the asbestos. Sure. Right. right. And you go, you go, you know, crazy. And, and the thing is, is that generally one spouse isn't, the spouse who had no idea isn't cruel. He or she he is generally just um, uh, thoughtless or clueless or was focusing on other parts of your marriage and and didn't realize um, that that was an issue. But but that's okay. We need to be willing to grow together. And we need, as women especially, we need to give our husbands room and time to grow to the places we hope that they'll be. Because men are actually pretty good about doing that for women. Yes, we are. I'm sorry. I know that there are problems. I would even saying stereotyping, I but I'd go out on a limb and say we're fantastic. Medium, at that. medium, wow, medium good at this. Superb. <laughs> but they're 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 often better at it. Mm-hmm. So because women have two extremes, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not going to expect everything. I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to resent, yeah. or I need everything right now. He needs to understand everything immediately. Yes. And neither of those it doesn't work. Neither of those really well, works. So right? We have to be. We have to. We have to connect yes. and agree that we're always going to connect. You do. So you, always. You decide you deserve to have the hard conversations. Yep. You decide that you're going to connect. And I know I've talked about this before, but you have to decide that the marriage is more important than the individual. That's cool. And so it's more important than me and it's more important than him. And if we're both working for the marriage, yes. suddenly we're both much happier too. And balance courage to say it with the compassion to not that's right. So oh, I those love are, that. Thank you. I'm a yeah, pro. Yeah, you're so good. <laughs> uh, Doctor Matt Townsend. Go to matttownsend.com. Um, but see, so because if I if, so if I if we promise we're going to stay connected, yes. we are not going to run from the house right. discussion. Sure. I'll be compassionate to your views. Yes. That you want old trees, asbestos, and horrible fifty <laughs> year old pipe. Yes. You be compassionate to my needs that I want maintenance free. Right. And, and right. but then we're going to also have the courage to say it. And the compassion to draw some boundaries. That's right. And then when it goes sideways, we're both going to just stop and still stay connected. That's right. Love well, it. And there have to be some battles that just aren't worth fighting. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of things that I <laughs> that Let. I stay quiet about. Do you? And I know that he does too. When he called, he gave me a few. Stop it. <laughs> I can tell you the things. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other thing. I am horrible at laundry. I've been horrible at laundry since you know what? I could reach the <laughs> Give yourself was- some time. You'll get better at it. I don't want to get better just at it. Keep, I'm not interested see, in getting better point. at it. You don't want to get better but at it. But do you know what? He, so I was so doing he does the laundry, the laundry without ever saying anything to me. He just started doing the laundry. And and because- well, It's because he wants his shirts white. Here's the thing. Yeah, because I do all the colors and the whites together yeah, and I put one. it on cold. And, What's and this he pink wants, shirt? Right. And so, but instead of, 
he understood that there are many other ways that I contribute to our household, to our to our marriage, and so he just decided that didn't matter, and he yeah. started doing it. Whatever. Now, sure. Or he could just sit there and say, "How come?" Because it, now today it's laundry, but tomorrow it's like I'm a horrible cook. Right. Because <laughs> he called about that too. No, I'm a fabulous cook. That's not what he said. No, it's, it's April like, Fool's. It's phenomenal. I'm you. My cooking is, I don't do it very often, but when I Are do. Are you really it, a phenomenal cook? I really am. Because I thought we had it on we record that you're a horrible cook. We should have for dinner sometime. You should. I like your wife. Do you? We've talked. Well, have you? Yeah, she's great. Have you really? Yeah, we really have. She emailed me. Why are you talking to my wife? Well, we're just sharing secrets. Oh, man. <laughs> I just had to read your blog. I don't want her really she's talking to you. She's super cool. She's, but, she's, and by the way, not to, she's amazing. She is. She is. But, um, so, so, but I think, I think, cause what happens is if you don't address it, then nothing, it, it doesn't get better. It just festers. Yes. Right. And we, turns into a boil and there's like oozing and uh, it's gross and you have to lance it and it's oh, super tough, wow. right? So, so <laughs> that was very visual. You, just so you know, on future reference, you don't need to go that visual. <laughs> You can just back. You can leave like one level of visual and then you don't need to go three levels. Deep. But I think but I think that so often we get 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years into our marriage and we feel like, OK, we've developed these roles. Yeah. Right. And so this is my role and I can't get out of it. But but because you are committed to something bigger than the construct that you've created for each other, um, you owe it to each other to get out of it into a place that is happier. Yeah. And that's doable. It really is. And what do you become? So once you've done that. What can't you talk about? That's right. That's what right. What can't you overcome? No, that's absolutely right. I had, I had, um, so I write about intimacy and marriage a lot. I know. And I had, um, I had this really fabulous reader email me once and, um, and that had been a huge problem in her marriage for 12 years mm. and they had never, ever talked about it. She'd never talked about, um, uh, her issues with that aspect of the marriage. And so we had an ongoing, uh, email correspondence for, for a couple of weeks where we kind of discussed the things that, um, like, let's figure out exactly why this bothers you, exactly why this needs to change, exactly why you need this. And um, and once she had clarified her thoughts, decided that she deserved to have the conversation, she approached him with love. There you That's go. That's the other thing. Approach with love. light in your That's eyes. Right. with With a desire for more happiness yeah. together. And... Um, Honey, things honey. worked out. That's all I'm going to say. But things worked dot, dot, out. Dot. Hun, uh, uh, honey instead of vinegar. Yes, that's right. Right? Yeah. Um, but I, and I don't know why that's so difficult for it's us we're hurting. to do. It's when we're hurting, we're I'm going to hurt so you. Put up, that's right. Yeah. That's and right. I don't do it because I'm mean. I do it because you're a jerk. <laughs> and if I don't get you now, right. you'll get me later. So I'm going to have to crush you. But here's the thing. Out of love. It's just money. It's just mm-hmm. intimacy. It's just whether we should put the kids in, fi- in time out for five uh-huh. minutes or ten. It's just I asbestos. Mean, it's just asbestos. At the end of the day, the things that define our lives can be easily controlled totally. by us. I have that. I have a rule I call the 80-20 rule. I believe 80% of what we fight about, we actually agree on. Oh, totally. That's good. I 20% like that. 20% of our fights are really what we disagree on. Right. But we always spend 100% of our time on the 20%. So what I always I teach people, that. go figure out where we're together and and blend our together, blend where we're together. So wherever I'm with you, right. I'm with you on this. I totally agree. Right. The trees are incredible in right. that yard. I would right. love that. I totally am with you. I don't want asbestos and I don't want to <laughs> see little Zuzu chewing on some some lead paint. I don't. She's not like a feral dog. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Zuzu. She's got all these white chips on her face. Zuzu, stay away from those chips, those paint. Um, so, but we can agree with everything. Then what sure. we could, then here's my trick. 
It's a trick, but I get paid money for this. Like a it's, magician. It's, a, it's like a magician trick. Yeah. Then we use the word. So I appreciate this. I acknowledge this. I, I totally agree with you right. about the house and the trees. I accept. I apologize that I jumped right on you and said you're just you want to go back to the 50s. You crazy old coot. <laughs> right, right. I apologize for the and and then I use the word and. And then I can share my side of the story, which Absolutely. might be different. And then if you'll hear my side, right. you'll probably find 80% of my side you right. can probably buy into. Right. And then you can appreciate it, accept it, acknowledge it, and let, then you can share your side. Totally. Which is where I won't fully get it. Well, and the other thing is, and I would love your thoughts on this, but there are some things in marriage where there is no compromise. No. And so Spanking I think- Spanking a child. Right. How do you compromise? Well, right. we, we spank them every other day. <laughs> And then you've got these neurotic children. Like, gah, gah, gah. What day is it? What it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. So, so, and and I think that that's where your um, where your talk about compassion comes in is that sometimes we have to love the other. Well, yes. all the time we have to love the other person so much yeah. that we're willing to let go. Yeah, let it go. That's hard, though. It is. Well, it is. But see, that's what makes a marriage is when two people would let go. They actually find themselves. So you have sure. to lose yourself to find yourself. Sure. That's a scripture. I was like, ah. <laughs> but see, what we do is we always try to hang on to ourselves, but our, our, our identity of ourself is always out of fear or shame. Sure. So we feel like if we give in, right. we're losing Absolutely. something. Absolutely. And half the time what we're giving in on, it's not a principle. Right. We're giving in on a position. Right. Absolutely. I want lead paint. Right. Well, and I think that so often we buy into what we think marriage should be like. This is manly. This is womanly. Yes. And and a lot of times, and I'm not even talking about gender roles really right now because I'm a firm proponent of those. But but I think that a lot of times men um, feel emasculated when really what their wives are trying to say is, I just need you to to feel with me, to yeah. be vulnerable yeah. with me, to discuss with yeah. me. And that um and and that I think that men have difficulty with that. Well, I totally agree. And I also think that if we actually were real with you, right. you probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> because what we what, what what we would express is I feel seriously inadequate. Oh, I think that's true, right? But, but if we actually expressed our inadequacies, a lot of times the woman's fear would some. We think that would, they would be, oh, come here, pumpkin. But you also have an expectation that sure I would be strong and that I sure. would have fear and that I would stay at my job for the rest of my life, sure. even though every day I go, I want to kill myself. Especially just, Tuesdays with Tuesday, Meg. Oh, I'm like, is it Meg? Oh, <laughs> oh man! Just give me the knife. Week. I'm out of here. So, in fact, some of the research by um, Brene Brown talks about the fact that when men actually do express what's in their heart, women don't really want to hear them right. being vulnerable. Right. It's like they're vul- a vulnerable Which again, man. Scared. Our con- That's our the concept of exactly. masculinity, right? I love Brene Brown. She also one of my favorite quotes from her, and I'm going to totally butcher it right now. But she says that vulnerability is the place where innovation, creativity, like where that yeah, is born. I love that. And so imagine if you so, allowed yourself to oh, be vulnerable together, see, what would you create? So well, exciting. You know what? That's also the beginning of intimacy. Right. So what you'd create is a baby. Well, dot, dot, dot. That was very but graphic you what you just no, said. But like what you'd end up creating <laughs> is you'd become so close that you'd all of a sudden you're like, our marriage could handle kids. Our family can handle right. more life. We could right. give more. We could create more. Right. Life. Life. Well, in the type of life that you create together, I mean, I think I think that we are born to be expansive, but it's not going to work as long as the person that we are closest to is shut off from us. Expansive, not expensive. Or both. It could be both. We weren't born to be expensive. To have expensive We're just a few dollars worth of water and (laughs) nutrients. No way. You're made of stardust. That's priceless. 
Scientific facts. Here. You're hearing it right here. Matt Townsend Show. She's losing it, James. It's true. She's losing it, dude. No, it's totally I'm true. Serious. We are all made of stardust. She's still talking? <laughs> She's still talking, isn't she? You're welcome for that inspirational thought of the day. We'll be back. Uh, more on the unicorn update <laughs> no. from Meg Conley and Stardust. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, when we come back, uh, apparently uh, Jess is going to be breaking some news. Jess and Dallin are here. They've been married, what, two months? And they've got some big news coming. Oh, dear. Big news coming up next on the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, as we uh, wrap up the show on communication and marriage is what brings us to That's my favorite movie. Today. Is it? It's so good. One of my favorites. Uh, that's, that's the echoes of <laughs> Meg Conley from the Stardust Festival. Listen, I'm bringing in... I, I'm in bringing Spanish in. Fork, Utah. <laughs> good to have you here, Meg. Um, uh, also joining us are the Littlefields. Dallin Hi. and Jessica Littlefield. Jessica Black Littlefield. They were married two months ago. Is that right? Yeah, it seems like it was... Time flies. It was basically yesterday, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm glad you said yesterday instead of it seems like it's been 20 years. Yes. <laughs> it's going on forever. <laughs> uh, tw- so they've been married two months. They've been friends for 10 years. Or five. Well, Ish. dating five years. Well, ten. I was thinking ten, oh, five okay, each, okay. five each. So that's ten. Gotcha. <laughs> Split it up. <laughs> I like to do math that way. Um, <laughs> but Jess and Dallin have uh, an announcement. But yeah. we, you don't have to make it now. Let's just save it for the very end of the show, which is only about five minutes away. Um, but it's a big announcement. We're excited. We're excited it to is, tell everybody. It's it's not even. I mean, and in, they've only been married two months, Meg. So, like, think of the biggest announcement you could make two months into your marriage. Yours was like, hey, we made dinner. Yeah, I made, I did. I made, I made a BLT and I didn't burn the bacon. Okay, well, so this is a yeah. lot like that. Okay. That's a lot of work. This doesn't take that much work. Do your parents... I don't even know what that are means. Are your parents listening? <laughs> Jess, are your parents listening? My parents are listening. His parents are listening. Dallin, your parents are listening? At least my mom. Yeah, Do they know what the surprise is? She, she does not. <laughs> this is exciting. James, are you recording the show? We weren't going to tell anybody, and then you brought it up. Well, that was weird because you just left that paper right by my desk. So I was when I was reading the scripts today, I'm thinking, oh, what is this? And then I'm like, whoa, that's weird. That seems to be very personal information. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Matt. Uh, but we were also going to talk to you guys about a long-term relationship because you had a long-term relationship. Yeah, it's been going a long time. With another, with another person, <laughs> Jess, or with Dallin? What? With Anyway, um, <laughs> when did you have a long-term relationship? Dallin went away on a mission, an LDS mission, yeah. to Japan. Ghana. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Not even the same continent. Uh, Ghana. Ghana. And did you write him? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote him lots. Like probably every other week, as as much as we could. I get a letter, I wrote him back. Did you really? My wife, not, to put, not to put you down, <laughs> but my wife wrote every week. Did your wife wait for you? Yes, she did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't you? She's she's pretty. No, you didn't answer my she's question. She's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> answer my question, Meg. Oh no. Talk yeah. about commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a lonely, lonely woman. Uh, no. Okay. Wait. I have to say, Matt's wife is hot. Mm-hmm. 
Have you guys seen her? <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. It's kind of one of those, like, what happened? Like, double takes. <laughs> like, kidding. he must have a good personality. And you do, mostly. <laughs> He's funny. I think that's what got her. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Are you? She's hotter than you, Matt. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> She's also got some bad vision. Oh, yeah. Well, two, one plus one equals two. So. You showing off? <laughs> what is that about? Uh, okay, so here's the deal. You guys talked long distance. You never talked, really, did you? Because you weren't ever supposed to call. Because when you're on an LDS mission to Ghana, A, there's no phones. B, you're not allowed to call. But you did call your mother. Right. And mom would answer the phone, and Jess would take it from her. And mom would be tied up on the couch. (laughs) So you talked that way, I bet. Yep. How many they times? They didn't want to talk to him. You didn't? <laughs> Wait, did that really they're listening, I can't say that. They did want to talk to him. I don't know what happened. I just, something clicked and I was like, so is it my turn? Then it was like, yeah. Okay, can you guys get off the phone? <laughs> I'm going to marry him someday. Uh, was it was it love at first letter every month, every week? I have to say that's like probably why I waited was because he was so good at letters. Was he? I was lucky that he like only had me as a choice when he got home because I was not good at writing him. I felt bad because I would like, I don't know, I'm not feeling like this might last very long. (laughs) Oh, you are the worst. You can see my end. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Dallas. Two weeks ago I received a letter and everything was fine. Yeah. (laughs) She's up and down, up and down, up and down. Two weeks later she was fine. It's like it's almost like cyclical. You know what? That's anyway, true. Uh, That's I, had, I looked true. right at Meg when I said that, and then I got really scared. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal. Did you guys answer all the questions that we went over? Did you guys go through a book like that where you had to ask each other questions about stuff before you got married? Well, when you date as long as us, you kind of just do that naturally. You just know. You just have to – you get through so many conversations and – Things come up. Yeah. Things not on that list that, you know, just Boom. weird. Like, <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay. Did you, guys well. talk about, did you guys talk about babies and when you're going to have a baby, how many babies you want? Did that ever come up? I think we're always like four or five kids, but. Were you going to start early? Were you going to wait a few years after you got married or a few well, yeah, months? What were you I don't do? think we discussed that at all until we were engaged. Okay. Now it's popping up on us and we don't That's even. <laughs> just kidding. All right. So we only have, we only have actually we're done. But, uh, okay. So do you have an announcement to make? Yeah. Um, so, so, Mom, so you, Dad. So the parents are out there. Everyone's listening. This is cute little Jesse, cute little Dallin, cute little pups raised from puppery. What's the announcement? Dallin, do you want to say it? No, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> um, we're getting a dog. <laughs> Woo! A dog! Yay! <laughs> We're not Yay. even getting a dog. April Fool's. I can't, Bulls, I Mom can't lie to listener land. Oh, that's parents. hilarious. I was going to say pregnant, and I couldn't that say pregnant. So it couldn't funny. come out of my you mouth. You couldn't even say it. Good. Good. See? By the way, we're really sorry, Mom and Dad, because <laughs> this, honestly, this this is James. James had his hands all over this. I would like to say I was opposed this. to this the entire time. I was like, James, we shouldn't do it. And he's like, no, do it. Just do it. Yeah, I was, I was like, no, you have to say you're pregnant. That's the only say way. Say it or you'll never That's come That's the in only here. way we can end the show. The show will go on forever. Let's clarify. They are not pregnant. <laughs> they were just married two months ago. Everybody, come on. Give them a break. They're they not pregnant. At least 12 years. It's April Fool's. They and they're not getting a dog. So from those from the Humane Society, <laughs> relax. They're not getting a dog just for April Fool's Day. Another great show. <laughs> even, even if it wasn't fun for anyone else, this was my favorite show we've ever done. Sorry, moms, dads, everybody we violated. Sorry to James and his family and his next of kin. Sorry to everybody. 
<laughs> but thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Meg, well done. Thank you. It was Good fun. luck with your asbestos house. <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for joining, folks. We'll be here tomorrow. More fun tools, more ideas, more solutions to help you find the good in life. Thanks. You're listening to BYU Radio.